It's a Monday and we're chatting aviation with Putejo Mujapile. Hello, Putejo. Good afternoon, uh, Nati and Lelo, Lenzito and Charles. Everybody, good afternoon. Hello. Everybody, everybody, you forgot Lengiwe, you know. Hello. And Lengiwe. <laughs> yes, please. Lengiwe is also represented here on this show. Okay, so yes. so Putejo, let's talk, let's talk that final report regarding the accident which took the lives of three CAA personnel. Uh, Minister Razmataz released a report. What did the report say? Yeah, the report was, uh, let me just take the listeners back. Um, so the report was uh, commissioned by the minister and mm. he appointed the Ethiopian uh, in, uh, Aircraft Investigating uh, Authority to come and do the investigation on the basis that the CAA cannot investigate their own um, because it will be a conflict of interest. Therefore, mm. the final report was released and given to the minister and he presented to us um, on a press conference that was in Pretoria. On that report, um, it appears that um, there were a couple of things that uh, did not go well. But the, the problems that seems to be um, on that report, uh, which is something that I don't uh, think uh, it is something that the investigators paid, uh, paid attention to, is the uh, maintenance company that did the maintenance on the aircraft. It, um, it doesn't say anything on that report and it doesn't look like they have interviewed um, the company, the MRO uh, that mm. did the, the service on the airplane. But oh. uh, the, the actual report says that uh, the airplane was uh, uh, unairworthy, but it doesn't say that who declared that airplane unairworthy because the procedure is that the CAA is the one that usually would declare an airplane an airworthy but in this case we don't know who declared that airplane uh, an airworthy and th there's quite a number of other discrepancies on that report from the ethiopian authorities to be honest i was a bit disappointed especially now that it's coming from us africans i think they should have done a better job and um, they should have probed further how do you release a report that seems to have a lot of question marks it's baffling yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what I actually spoke to the minister about. I did speak to the minister after the press mm. conference, and uh, I'm sure CAA will also uh, take this report to review because there's so many loopholes on it. And I think it's provoking the emotions of those that have lost um, their loved ones on this accident because uh, clearly you can't do investigation like that. And I think mm. they should uh, uh, reopen the investigation. And because they've got 60 days, after the release of final report uh, to to send the queries and i'm sure they will be able to do that but um yeah they, there was quite a number of things that i was not happy about but not just me and many other people that i spoke to it's very weird that they released that report okay so let's talk about something that when i read about it it literally raised the hairs at the back of my neck right the door of a british airways airways plane putejo ripped off at the cape town international airport how did that happen so what happened is that uh, this um, a british airways plane came from london it is triple mm. seven uh, um so it arrived in the morning, it got into the parking bay, um, which is obviously attached to the, um, to the bridge that connects the, the airport terminal and, uh, and, the, and, and the airplane. And um, after that, in, after the disembarking of the passengers, cargo and the rest of other, other things that were on the plane, 
so it's supposed to be pushed back to the parking bay to wait for uh, seven or eight o'clock in the evening when it, it flies back to London. Mm. It appears that the airport uh, ground team, they did the initiated pushback of the airplane while the bridge was still attached to the plane. And that uh, bridge ripped off the entire passenger door that was open on the plane. And that resulted on BA cancelling the that flight on that day because it can't fly it doesn't have a door <laughs> another it, another yeah it is a careless careless mistake okay, that careless. Uh, our people did in cape town and i'm not pointing fingers but i think we it, it's really um uh, costing us a little bit of credibility as south africans we should do things better than that yeah, because I mean, if you're going to mess things up on the ground, how much more, uh, you know, when we're airborne? I mean, let's not do that. So there's another incident, right, of a stowaway that happened on, on, on a flight out of Joburg to Amsterdam. Tell us about that. So the stowaway is common in Africa. Um, it happened last week. What happened here is that uh, this uh, gentleman was... Um, uh, the Dutch police or the Netherlands police, they found him in the uh, under the uh, the landing gear, where mm -hmm. he has hidden himself, uh, coming from uh, the Johannesburg flight. But it, it, it there's a little bit of uh, I'm, I don't really want to say this person did committed this thing in South Africa or he did this in uh, in in Nairobi. So the flight oh. took off from Johannesburg, did a mm. stop, stop over in Nairobi. This is a mm. cargo plane. It's not okay. a passenger. It's a cargo plane. So it left Johannesburg in the evening, and it did stop over in, uh, in uh, NBO, which is the Jomo Kenyatta International, uh, mm. and then proceeded to Netherlands. So we don't know whether uh, this happened in Nairobi or, or in Johannesburg. But did this way know that this 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 plate was headed towards Amsterdam? Did, did did this person know? It is a KLM, so they 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 clearly know that uh, this is what you need to look at. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have yeah. done it with the BA uh, before uh, uh, out of Cape Town. They mm. have done it with uh, South African Airways, but it was in uh, um, it was in Dakar in Senegal. We were going to Washington, so they seems to be very determined to take this risk because, you know, you. dying, uh, you know, in, in that cold weather, no Yay. oxygen, these people are determined. Eh? This is bravery on another level. That's why I'm asking you, did this doorway know that this, this, this plane from Kenya is going to the Netherlands or did he think or she think that it's going around the corner? I mean, it's, it's too much of a risk to take, really and truly. They just so want to access Europe, I guess. <laughs> by any means necessary. No COVID right, test, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So give us an update on the Qatar Airbus and, and Airbus saga. So the Airbus, uh, after we spoke last time, the, the Airbus took a drastic decision. What happened here is that they have cancelled the orders of the Qatar Airways A321 a narrow body order that they have placed uh, way back in 2018. Uh, no reasons was given, but uh, it was clearly 
a demonstration of being wanting to to play power power play to be honest because they this a specific airplane that they have cancelled the order it's got really nothing to do with the a350s uh, so what they should have done was to resolve the issue with qatar on the 350 but they did not do that what they what they did then they went and cancelled the order which has really nothing to do with the uh, the 350 but then what then happened after that is that qatar airways then went out and say we are now going to release a full video to show the the public what we complaining about and they did mm. uh, show us the video it's available i'm going to treat it after this show so that the mm. listeners can also have a look at it and it clearly demonstrates the uh, the degeneration of this kind of uh, uh, of this airplane because it, it's just not on and in fact iota also released a statement or on the press conferences that they they called uh, last week they did say it is unprecedented that the airline could just cancel I mean, the, the airplane manufacturer can just cancel the order uh, unprovoked the way Airbus has done. They actually condemned Airbus for their actions. And I think it is really unprecedented as they have said it. It seems like Airbus is a little arrogant, just a little bit arrogant. Not a little bit. They are arrogant, uh, to be <laughs> honest with you. They are arrogant. They get in too much business. And I think mm. the, the time is it's just around the corner for them to realize that arrogance doesn't pay. Not at all. Putejo, thank you so much for your time. How are the boys? The boys good? They're good. They're good. I don't spoil them with those expensive gifts that you guys talking about. <laughs> In fact, will... maybe you should answer that question. No, no, no. Before you leave, before you leave, what is the most expensive gift you've ever bought for your boys? Um, is to take my son to a flying school. That's that is expensive. a gift for me. My son, my firstborn, is a pilot. I paid out of my pocket, a very expensive course to do. That is a present that uh, he has received from me. And uh, That is a beautiful present and a yeah. very expensive one. And right, I will a... never spoil them with cars and whatever. Never. They must buy Why not? Cars. Why not? No car, no. no house. My father has never given me anything. A car, uh, even a bicycle, they didn't. <laughs> I bought everything myself, so they must learn to do it themselves. All right. Potero, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Same to you. Have a lovely uh, Monday afternoon. Thank you. That's Potero Mujabila, our aviation expert.